say something fill in the blank maybe say a what but hey guess what oh, it's well. six <laughs> and i'm sick Ew. that yeah, is the guess what six i am six, six. Uh, i am sick yeah and i'm shannon here we are on astrology sucks hanging out and we have a friend with us in Hi. my apartment <laughs> we we kidnapped the friend we just found the friend on the street and they look lost <laughs> with a baggie over their head and just yeah. some hair <laughs> we uh we're literally just yeah dragged them in dragged them in met them at a party pulled them in from there pretty much i actually <laughs> did meet this person at a party that's how so we met I. <laughs> so funny yep. they're always partying yep. Well, yeah. Aries are all Aries be fire fire signs always be partying, honestly. Like No, no. I met six. Um I met six at an astrology themed party. I think it was Aries themed. It was yeah, and right. um we were both online and I asked to borrow your phone charger. And mm. which I Wow, that's also I love I love the Aries energy, like, hey person. <laughs> can i borrow a charger <laughs> we're, we're both in line for the same event we're all gonna be cool anyway yeah. and the thing and then- it is it's so funny because i'm such a resourceful cancer moon i had a charge <laughs> did you have a like actual uh like a charging battery too like if yeah you just portable oh. charger so resourceful uh-huh. i always have a portable i have multiple portable chargers just in case i ever need one well so when i went to, so i went so little Mm. a few hours later into the party i went to find you to give you the charger back and we started talking and we discovered we're both astrologers with uh sexuality expertise yes yeah wow wait i didn't know this part of the story i love it i heard i definitely heard the charger in a line story but you didn't tell me this part love that yeah, no, we no. had a whole conversation and we exchanged information and now it's really cool to be on a podcast with you. We still haven't yeah, introduced so, who this is. I know, right? I was about to say, like, so speaking of, like, let's introduce this person who's been speaking. Oh, uh, I was enjoying the tease. I know, I know. It's a good, no, it's uh, it's a good tease, you know? Okay, but anyway, we've got our friend here who is a New York City-based astrologer and tarot reader and witch. You probably describe yourself as a witch, right? Maybe? Uh, or I like prefer a magician. Magician. I've added that to my bio. Recently. I love that. I love this. Okay. Uh, and you've been perfecting it since childhood. And uh, for totally seven years, 17 years, not seven, 17. I've been reading for about 17 years. I've okay? been. I don't take this shit from my head. Wait, no, I don't write this shit anymore. I just take it from my head. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I could do that. Yep. Oh, wow. And I love that because. Shout out to anybody who got that reference. Ooh, I am obviously not someone who could get that reference then. Opening track of Rat Hat Hat's self-titled album. Oh. 17 years. No, but I have listened to them and I've seen them live once, but like way forever to go and it's at a festival. So it is wasn't... it them or is it just one person? Is it one person or them? I don't know. Finish my bio. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, uh, we're already off track. All right. But anyway, <laughs> he hosts uh, Bird's Eye Astrology Podcast and has been featured on BuzzFeed, Lifehacker, New York Magazine's Cut, Vox, and The Washington Post, which I saw that one and I was like, okay. 
Like that, that was we're getting good. New York. I mean, we're getting a newspaper official out here. Mm-hmm. We out here. All right, that was but a fun one. Um, we we being me mostly. I was the one who was kind of botching it, but uh, we. Oh, no, no, well, no, but I botched the discussion of the thread. I was like spiraling and trying to just talk about it. But we mentioned him on our P- impeachment episode. So if you've listened to that one, which obviously, hopefully, you have, um, you heard us mispronounce his name and talk about a thread he wrote on Twitter about the astrological timing of hopefully how we could be uh, optimistic about this impeachment, which now with current events, maybe we will be. But anyway, and um, so I'm pretty sure he's here to just yeah publicly make fun of us for botching his name, but this is Arthur Lip Bonowitz. Arthur Lip Bonowitz. That's and, me. Yes. And at Lip and Bone on Twitter, which is where I've predominantly been following you and also because i met you in real life so yeah which was totally. fun because i i mean i knew who you were on twitter but then i met you in real life and now i'm like whoa and i'm like hey i see you. i feel like i see you more on twitter because i feel like that happens when you meet people you just notice their stuff you just like see it happen I, on twitter way exactly more exactly like my avatar yeah, yeah no you actually, do I, yeah. <laughs> you really do. i got the haircut since then okay. no yeah the, ha- the i actually the, the short is good or like the Medium short. I'm always doing something different with my hair. You know, you got to spice it up. Absolutely. We love we love spicing I it know up. Leo's and get a lot of uh, reputation for the hair, but Aries. Oh, see, I was going to say sag because you got the sag rising, right? I do have the sag rising. So because I think about it with like horse mane. They're not the only animal in the zodiac who's got the mane like the Leo. Well, Aries rules the head. Ah, uh, that too. See, yeah. uh, how about this? Fire signs. We all just have really great hair. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'll go with that. Yes. You, you, have, you, you have great hair. Thank you. See, yeah, I'm saying. And I actually know a few other Sagittarius. My mom's a Sag Moon. Well, and an Aries rising and has light hair exactly like me. So. There's just something about you? especially Yeah, maybe it's the combination that makes our hair so good. Yeah, right? You know, all that fire. Fire. Meanwhile, free flowing. check out our six- Patreon to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please. Thanks. That's right. When we're, <laughs> we're definitely planning on getting a Patreon extremely soon. But with it's funny because six has Leo Mars, but you're ruled by that Scorpio, or you you're ruled by your Leo Mars, but you're Scorpio rising. So it's like you can you've got so the you're wigs, an honorary Leo. The wigs, yeah, an honorary Leo for sure. But like, you've got the wigs and you, the different the different looks if you want. So, yeah, so you've got I actually was going through a really like intense abusive relationship, and I shaved my hair because of that and then I shaved it again because I was dealing with a lot of mental health things but back before I had a really big fluffy cotton candy afro I I'm also loving because your hair is getting a little longer now like you know it's so cute your little tiny pup your tiny fro (laughs) yeah no I also so wigs are like a huge thing in like just black culture and like I just kind of like started wearing them more because like I've just I don't know like white people are literally always touching my hair and it's really frustrating and I guess the deeper I get into spirituality the more I'm just like let me put on this wig because I don't even want somebody accidentally touching my hair let me give this buffer and you're literally in like one of the whitest places ever yo I once had I once had one of my professors try to touch my hair in Boca. It was so weird. I was Ew. like, what? Ugh. Ew, a professor? Ew. Like, like that's just, a lot of boundary crossing for, like, multiple reasons. Yeah, it was weird. I was just like, why are you trying to touch me and my hair? Wow. Well, anyway, hair. Hair, fire signs. We love it. We do. But 
Anyway, should we get into, we should get into talking about these transits, which it's funny because we always start talking about the personal transits and we're kind of just like, okay, cool. So like this planet moved and this happened, great stuff. But no, no, like this episode drops what tomorrow and then literally tomorrow, which is the freaking eclipse, full moon eclipse. And then a few days all later, the, Saturn, the, Pluto. The, all lunar eclipses are full moon eclipse. You might as well just say lunar eclipse. It's sort of lunar. like saying like ATM machine or pin number. Ah. You know, it's redundant. If it's a lunar eclipse, it's a full moon. If it's a solar eclipse, it's a new moon saying new moon. Fair. Or full moon eclipse. No, that's just, totally. Wow. I think people just like to throw the full moon in there to be like, Make it sound because more mystical. Because people like for, yeah. having extra words. You yeah. Know, super full blood moon, yada, yada. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Whenever it's like the blood orange wolf moon or something. Well, and you're blood, just like... I mean, blood moon is just something. It, blood moon is just another term for lunar eclipse. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's just, that's all it Because I means. guess it gets red. Yeah. Something like that. The reflections. And... The crunching is about to show up. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We're going to. No, it's my not be that bad. Ooh. I love it. ASMR. It's okay. We always joke when uh, we start this podcast that we're always eating because uh, Six and I have a compositorist moon. <laughs> I'm always eating. Literally, I'm always eating. If I can, if I can. I'm the all devourer. Yeah. I mean, Jupiter, right? We're just like, more, more, more. Gimme, gimme. Let's yep. wine and yep. dine. It's the bomb. And I'm literally like, we are surrounded by snacks. I see in my view right alone. I'm like, hummus, nuts. Pita chips, pecans, truffles, chips, and I I'm love drinking hummus, kombucha. I got this hummus from a oh, Greek yeah, restaurant truffles. last night. Oh, and they're very good. They have white chocolate in the middle. I'm only gonna have one. So Y'all good. are really out here snacking. Like I specifically ate before this episode because I always <laughs> snack <laughs> on the pod, and I was like, "Great, we're gonna have no snacking. We're gonna be focused straight to the astrology." And here you are with some hummus. You what invited me on and you thought you were going to be focused? No, I love... Uh, we God. love it. <laughs> I know you do. I'm dead. I'm crying. I'm hungry. Uh, are you... And you're sick. I mean, do you feel better than yesterday at least? I do feel better than yesterday. Like, it's so funny. That's I made good. a post um, on Twitter and I was like, okay, the eclipse is on Friday. Who else is sick? And everybody's been like, head um, symptoms. And I'm like, dead. I mean, did you see what I want to talk about during High Thoughts Later, which is eclipse sickness? Like, literally, yes. like, I know so many people in, like, here in New York. I know me, people who are in astrology, within the astrology community and out who are like dying of flu of just long-term sickness of whatever and i'm still coughing from mercury retrograde <laughs> my personal feeling on that i mean yeah some of it is the eclipse and some of it is just the astrology is just so fucked yeah, right now heavy. in every possible way that if you're at all psychically sensitive or tuned into the zeitgeist or the general collective at all it's gonna fuck you up mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I started having like migraines, like just when all of the Capricorn cellium started happening. And like, I usually don't get headaches. And then that was fine. And then like, I can't re like earlier this week, um, or last week, rather, I started getting like intense, intense pain in my shoulders. And then yesterday, I had like a full blown, like fever, I was going hot, cold, sweating, it was terrible. Whew. That's a lot. It was. It's been yeah. rough. Shannon ran into the other room to uh, get me water because she handed me drugs, um, ibuprofen specifically. Uh, 
This is what happens when your podcast has a composite Taurus moon. You just start oh my taking care of other people and be like, do you need this? I have these ibuprofen from when my mom last visited. No, I literally have it just on my table because I always need them at any given time. I'm I wasn't even talking about you specifically. Positive. I just think that Taurus placements just sometimes just serendipitously have what's needed because other people give it to them. Mm. Agreed. And wait, okay. Davidson's. Davidson. It's no, Davidson. Davidson. Explain because I don't, I've done composite and synastry. So now it's So composite, new... it takes the midpoints of all the parts, of right. all the parts in your chart. Like it takes the midpoint of person A's yeah. sun and person B's mm-hmm. sun. It takes the midpoint of person A's moon and person B's, so on and so forth. Uh, the problem with this is that it doesn't produce a real actual chart. Like you can have Mercury opposite the sun in a composite chart, which is just, you, you, you can't have that. Mm. If you're looking at Mercury opposite the sun in a natal chart, then what you're looking at is the apocalypse has happened and you're all dead. <laughs> um, Davison charts work a little bit differently. Davison charts work by taking the midpoint in time and place between the two charts. So if you've got one chart was born in California in 1990 and the other chart was born in New York City in Mm -hmm. 1992, then the Davison chart is going to be 1991 in the middle of the country. Oh, I am literally pulling up our Davison's chart. (laughs) I'm on it. And our moon is still composite. Taurus or Davison, Davison Taurus. <laughs> which sounds ten. so funny to call it. And like, it's conjunct yeah. within one degree to the MC. Of what? Wait, what? To the MC, the MC, it's degree. Oh, Artile. Oh. Wait, that's so freaking cute. So one, yeah, and no, I don't have any objections to composite. I have zero gripes about composite as a predictive technique, as an interpretive mm-hmm. technique. The reason I use Davison's almost exclusively is because you can stack other techniques on top of it in a way you can't really do with a composite because it's not a yeah, chart. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can do the solar return or the Venus yeah, you can do a yeah, Davison you can like chart. look at transits to the. Um, I've had you look into well, yeah. I mean, transit, you can look at it to the composite too, but but you can't like use like return charts for right. it, for example. And I I have a lot of fun messing around with Zodiaca releasing for Davison charts, which is a. Mm. That's a whole other animal. <laughs> oh my god, I love talking to people who are like way more knowledgeable than me because I always feel like I'm very smart about astrology, and then I talk to other people and I'm like, "Ooh, look at all this other stuff about it that I don't know." And that's the other cool part about astrology in general is you like learn so much about it, and then you realize, "Oh my god, there's still more to keep learning." Yeah, it's ah, thrilling. Yeah. And I'm a Gemini rising, so I literally am just like more, more, more. Yay. Let's keep going. Yeah, Miso always likes to talk on the podcast, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced he's actually a Gemini rising too. I don't know his chart. Wow. I mean, I've, you know, adopted because he's a Scorpio. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the other it's one's a Gemini. For a black cat. I know, right? You need to get me a black cat. They yeah. are truly the witchiest cats to own. Like every single person that comes over is like, "Oh my god, of course you have black cats." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't know." They just spoke to them. I mean, he when I went to go adopt. Him, I was he was so young. He literally just saw me and he like reaches his paw out and is like, touch. And I'm like, oh, hello. Black cats are considered bad luck when they cross your path because they're witch cats. They're witches familiars. Yep. So if you're witchy Ooh. and a black cat crosses your path, it's actually good luck. Ah, oh, see? And if you're witchy with two black cats, it's like 
Devil superpowers. Same <laughs> logic applies to Friday the 13th. So oh. Lucky day for witches. I love Friday the 13th. Also, oh my gosh, speaking of six, I was just planning, or I was looking, when I was doing the notes for today's episode, I got kind of down a little rabbit hole of adding calendar dates, and I looked ahead, and in March, we get to have an episode that drops on Friday the 13th again. Ooh, spooky. I know, so spooky. Maybe we'll we spooky should all, on. like, get Astrology Sucks tattoos friday the 13th dude you know what it would be so fun astrology sucks tattoo in like the rocky horror picture show font with like the dripping (laughs) oh my gosh you need to get another tattoo soon i've also like four and a half years same oh my gosh actually i didn't i my last tattoo 2015 was oh see mine was winter 2016 so it was like february 2016 is when i got mine and when i got my little strawberry and that's so cute i love my strawberry but yeah, I've been wanting to get a new one. I don't want to get something like, I don't know, I can't decide. I want to get something astrology related or maybe Zelda related. I've been inspired. Maybe you can get Pluto and Saturn conjunct tattooed on you because that is going to be the future. I mean, I might as well. It's going to be conjunct. It's literally the conjunction is right on my natal Venus. So (laughs) might as well get the tattoo. Might as well. (laughs) Wait, not your natal Venus. What's it? The conjunction, Saturn-Pluto? Because I'm Cap-Venus, duh. Yeah, no, no, no. I said you might as well. I don't have that. Oh, you might as well. I thought you said mine as well. And I was like, wait, what Capricorn placement do you have all of a sudden? I mean, (laughs) it's on my Neptune and Uranus, but like I wasn't talking about me. (laughs) No, that's okay. But no, I'm, uh, yeah, the Venus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my Venus is at 23 degrees. So, How's that impacting you, friend? Do you feel like you have broken down any old structures about how you go about relationships and intimacy and transform the way you interact with others it's pretty funny because or or present your aesthetic Mm, definitely of changing how i've been presenting myself a little bit it's been fun but now it'll be interesting um uh that certain score oh no that certain scorpio six i'm trying to be like i'm not trying to like call him out but that one scorpio might be coming over and he was like wanted to chat so that's going to be an interesting situation and i could see that being a a closeout moment we'll see i love we'll see i love how you talk about the scorpio and the scorpio tone of voice yes well i'm a scorpio mercury so wants to come over i mean and chat yeah he he does about Mm. I don't know what. It's mysterious. <laughs> it is mysterious. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting moment there. Yeah. So there's that. But who knows? What I'm really excited for is um, Venus to get out of Aquarius soon. So that hey. we can. Hey, I mean, no shade, but like it's kind of a. It's been an interesting time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are interesting people. Wait, okay. So you are. I know these. Your Aries Sun, Pisces Moon, mm-hmm. Sag Rising, and you. So your Aquarius Venus. What's your Mercury? Aries. Wow. Yes. And I mean, right. Obviously, uh, definitely not Taurus or Pisces. So, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then what's your Mars? Also Aquarius. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it's like the gender, sex. Like yeah, the gender, the Mars. Switching Venus it all Aquarius up. With mm-hmm. the gender yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting. Was Jupiter Saturn for you? Uh, Cancer Cap. 
cancer. Oh, so you're Jupiter been and cast, cancer. You've been Saturn returning. I'm fucking huh? Saturn returning. How's yeah. how's that going? Um, <laughs> are you on the downslope? Has it crossed your natal yet? I mean, I'm not talking about my cap, my Saturn degree on the podcast. Oh, I, I mean, talk but about. you don't have. To, you can say, has it passed your natal degree yet? That's gonna happen this year. Okay, so yeah, woof. Yeah, because you're on the up, and up is hard. Past is yeah. usually um, the easier. Actually, what's, what's interesting is like the um. So now we're gonna. So basically, <laughs> hang on. Let me. Let me. Here we go. Let's this. go. Oh, we're gonna get the cracker in. How you doing, six? Check in. I'm good. Check I was on just six, drinking six. tea. You know, being healthy. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. So let me. This is actually. This is actually a perfect uh, segue into me explaining my Twitter thread in my own words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, please. <laughs> so basically, most of my Saturn return, I'm a, I'm a traditional astrologer. I mostly do Hellenistic um, with bits and pieces of modern uh, brought in. So I use like the whole sign transit. So um, the Saturn return, my Saturn's in Capricorn. So the entire time Saturn has been in Capricorn since December of 2017 has been my Saturn return. Right. Even though it's not going exact until this year. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain just. <laughs> the, so, and most of it has really sucked honestly, which has Pluto. been the general, well, not so much Pluto as the South node. Mm. So from a traditional perspective, um, the, uh, the North node pumps whatever sign it's in full of energy and overdoing qualities. Um, right. And the South node just sort of sucks all the air out of the room or um, uh, as patron sailor put it on Twitter, suck, uh, uh, or made me think of putting it, uh, sucks all the nutrients out of the soil of that sign. Um, generally, when uh, the South Node is sharing a sign with a malefic, with Mars or Saturn, it takes away the, which are the patterns that generally fuck things up for people. <laughs> um, those are the, or make things happen that we don't find pleasant, that we specifically find unpleasant. Generally, when the South Node is sharing a sign with Mars or Saturn, it takes away that malefic's ability to do harm. <laughs> Unless that malefic is in a sign of rules, such as Saturn and Capricorn or Aquarius, in which case it takes away that malefic's ability to do good. A lot of the time that Saturn has been going through Capricorn, he's been going through it along with uh, the South Node, which is why you've had such, which has impaired Saturn's ability to do normal Saturn stuff. Right. For the first bit of time Saturn was in Capricorn, you had a lot of really positive Saturn manifestations happening collectively and personally in terms of people who've been working really hard, uh, quietly putting in a lot of hard work and effort, finally seeing that hard work and effort pay off and get rewards for it. Excuse me. As well as a lot of, um, a lot of people being punished for transgressions. Right. I think there was some, uh, God, I don't remember who it was. Was, was it Chris Brown? Twenty wait, dis- Cap- December twenty seventeen, and then it was when it. Sat no, wasn't it R? No, was it R. Kelly? That was R. Kelly. Twenty seventeen was too early for R. Kelly's. But yeah, but right? it would have been. But uh, twenty eighteen would have been when a lot of a lot of the uh, wait actually wait yeah no because I remember that, uh, that was R. Was R. Kelly it? and uh, I think it was R. Kelly because then he 
had his situation happen and then he went to court later and then it was 2018. I feel like yeah, so Star Heel was tweeting about this. Movie. Yeah, so basically between December of 2017 and November of 2018, we had a relatively unimpeded Saturn. He was still sharing the sign with Pluto, but he was still able to do a lot of his Saturn stuff in terms of, you know, uh, making, uh, you know, rewarding the hardworking and punishing mm -hmm. the, you know, it's distributing judgment. One of Saturn's qualities is he judges. Unfortunately, once the South Node went into Capricorn on Election Day 2018, um, <laughs> all of a sudden it became very, very hard for Saturn to do his thing because the South Node was sucking all the air out the room. What a, what a wild coincidence, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, I believe Uranus changed signs that same day. I think that was Uranus was actually retrograded back out of uh, Taurus and oh, into Aries. Into Aries? Ooh. For his last movement through Aries on that same day. Yikes. I remember this. Um. I probably wasn't anyway. studying yet by then. I wasn't studying transits as hardcore then. Man. So, but anyway, yeah. Yep. Um, so a lot so basically until December this past December, December twenty nineteen, we've had it be very, very hard for Saturn to do much of anything. Uh is that he a positive in Capricorn. Um this is and so but on December second, twenty nineteen Jupiter went into Capricorn. My birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Got Happy that, belated. Got that Jupiter uh, zero degree in my solar return. Nice. Hey. Yeah. So, I mean, Jupiter does not particularly like being in Capricorn. Uh, it's sort of like, how do you, it's it's sort of like trying to be the happy-go-lucky fun guy at a funeral. Mm. Oh! <laughs> we woke we woke six up <laughs> i mean i was you know. listening i was just penciling oh, i know you are I, I, know, I know you are I'm, i mostly just keep making fun of the fact that you're a poor sick babe over there are you just literally like, making uh, fun of the around, sick crawled. you're making fun uh, yes. of the sick wow yes i am wow the downtrodden wow cancel astrology chef <laughs> my cancer mars is like who is she <laughs> i'm dead it's 420 light up Ah, oh, no, I actually, my bowl is not packed right now. I, I no, you're, yeah, I, I also was partaking quite plenty before you arrived. Okay, I'm glad you did that before. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I, however, will smoke. I appreciate it. Please do. Also, yeah, also, Stay I, wow, I actually kids. just finally, oh, yeah, we always say that we're literally like, don't, uh, don't do drugs, but smoke weed when you listen to us. <laughs> I've had people message. Did you see that news that was like 90% of the American population now supports full legalization? Uh, no, but I love that good news. Right? Because also, I did not actually look at the study, so I can't. So you're fair, fair, fair. No, but but also, yeah, because it's not, not one, no one is seeing it as much of a threat anymore. Yeah. Like, as far as, especially as far as like existing in real life. Like, I don't know. It's like no one, nobody's like, I mean, people might still be like, oh, you do just stoner. You can't do anything, but I don't know. It's people so have funny now. because Shannon, our generation had to walk 10 blocks and hide in a 7-Eleven, hoping the cops didn't find us smoking out of an apple bong <laughs> for this generation. Oh, yeah, like, oh, both ways. Uphill both ways so in the snow. Five miles smoke with the NYPD on our ass. For these yeah, children. Right the mids, the shit, the literally shit. Yeah, we can and never let the next generation 
live that down. Honestly, these fucking SAG Pluto kids have vaping and they have fucking <laughs> and they have fucking legal weed and social media. God, er, God damn those kids. Our <laughs> parents still smoking fair. I'm about to have my Saturn return. I'm literally going to be like officially an old. I will just look at all of everybody younger than me and be like, ugh, I've hit Saturn return. I, love I am this an conversation old. of Saturn, 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 and then all of a sudden we're talking about old, we're talking like old people. Yep. <laughs> Man. That, you can't talk about an old. archetype without invoking it. Mm, you can't like true. speak of the thing without bringing it into the room. Yep. And Saturn is. Yeah. We know him. But. This year. Yeah. Jupiter went into sad. Jupiter went into Capricorn. Thank you. My birthday. December Happy 2nd. Birthday. Yeah, everybody. Uh, it's been a month. Why are <laughs> I you know, right? That? It's been over a month. I just feel like compelled to say that know, when someone when, says happy birthday. And even if it's like, oh yeah, my birthday's in June and it's now and you're like, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, in six months. <laughs> so nice to be on a podcast with people whose energy is chaotic as I am. My yeah. Ah. Like, <laughs> like anyway, so basically... Um, Capricorn sucks for Jupiter, but Jupiter is doing a lot of good in Capricorn. And basically what he's doing is sort of running interference for the South Node um, uh, that has sort of been preventing the, um, basically just mm. putting some light and energy into the uh, room that, sat, that uh, the, the South Node has been sucking all the energy out of. And lately, the past week or ish, couple week or two um it's been harder for jupiter to do that because the south node is like right on top mm -hmm. of him uh but then south node's gonna separate the good the really good news is um that on march 21st or 22nd depending on where you are um in the world saturn's gonna go into aquarius Hello, Saturn return. Saturn return for all the Saturn Aquarius folks. Yep. But also, Saturn rules Aquarius. I'm yes. a traditional astrologer. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We we agree. We okay, discussed cool. Saturn Aquarius and Mars Scorpio. We're not. Yeah. And then oh, and Pisces Jupiter. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> part of the. I mean, if you're the, the reason, I think that Uranus doesn't really make as much sense for as ruler of the Aquarius, as ruler of the ruler of the Aquarius, as the ruler of <laughs> I mean, Aquarius, the Aquarius, <laughs> the Aquarius. Um, is because, you know, Uranus sort of has that, you know, revolutionary lightning bolt, uh, throw it all out the window and start over energy. And that's not really how Aquarius does futurism. Aquarius futurism is there are rules, mm. there are systems, and they are new and innovative, and I will implement them. Aquarius is Hell not yeah. about like, burn it all down revolution. Aquarius is there will be a new order revolution. I now, sense that. You know, it's very much like yeah, it's rules and structure that are new and innovative. Yep. Wow. You know, Saturn. Mm. Um, it's not always that authoritarian, uh, it, although yeah, I mean, uh, depending on the what's in the rest of that chart can a, be. <laughs> a, and Aquarius mansplainers are just when they're activating that part of the Aquarius energy are the worst. Oh my God. Actually, I, I I'm have trying to been think. that. So I know. And I think about even just like, Oh, the, some of the Aquarius sun dudes I know when they're on their little high horse. Oh my God. Or that guy on oh, that bumble you sent me six. Oh that yeah. Guy, you were like, He's an Aquarius. And I was like, Oh, he is an Aquarius. He oh my was God, the wait, Aquarius. No, he was like, like he really thought did he, he did say that he doesn't earthy. believe in astrology too uh, no but oh my god i hey 
it's so annoying that oh my god so many Aquarius people don't believe in astrology it's and so like, what? funny Why? because Aquarius I actually know so many Capricornus. it's so oh funny god. because I actually know so many freaking Aquarius people who are like astrology doesn't exist this isn't real but they continuously go to psychics and readers I know yeah. two people like that Aquarius are like, I don't believe in it, but then they go do it. Honestly, I've been having a lot of fun lately, just sort of taking the fight to the skeptics on Twitter lately. Mm. Did I say lately twice? Whatever. Ah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many holes you can poke in the scientific establishment, especially because of the cross-field replicability crisis happening right now, just to start. You know, there's so the 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 materialist ideology. The nothing is real unless you can uh, knock on it, and or look oh, at it under yeah. a microscope. That is an ideological standpoint, and it is an anti-science ideological standpoint that people just call science. Anyway, this <laughs> has been a lot of my Twitter fights lately. You know, I feel like Astro Twitter spiritual twitter tarot twitter whatever you want to call all that twitter has been truly just like out of whack because of all of these transits i feel like everyone is just going like all over the place and then it's just kind of i mean well i've been feeling feisty and i made it my new year's resolution to when i'm feeling feisty instead of picking fights with other astrologers to pick fights with skeptics Ooh, that's way more fun (laughs) that is way more more productive Heck yeah, let's let's get after them. Ugh. Saturn goes into Aquarius on March twenty first, twenty second, depending on where you are. I'm pretty sure I have two. I have a friend. One of her friends were getting married, and I literally think it's on that day. That's amazing. Hang on. So then, once you've got what you've got is a strong. Yes, Saturn. it's on twenty the March twenty first. Mm-hmm. They're getting married. Wow. So Saturn will be at twenty nine cap then. Ooh. Um. Wild. The and the very last degree. Um. And then what you've got is a fully functional, dignified Saturn that is out of the way of the South Node. Mm. Now, Saturn is going to retrograde back into Capricorn later in the year. But by the time he gets there, the, the nodes will be in uh, Gemini and Sag. Yeah. So basically, from here on out, from, from March 21st on out, we've got, got a fully functional Saturn. Yes. Um, and once the South Node separates from Jupiter in a little... He'll be able to go back to um, mitigating a lot of that South Node's influence on Saturn. Basically, what this means is if you've got a bunch of Cap and Aquarius in your chart, you've probably been really fucking going through it for the past several years, probably since 2015 when you had Saturn and Sag uh, square Neptune. And like, it's going to start getting easier. Hell square yeah. from Aries, Mars and Aries won't be fun. But besides that, Saturn is just way more functional from here on out. Thank God. I wasn't, I was hoping my Saturn turn to kind of chill. So even though I'm going to have my, people with Saturn in, even in though I'm Aquarius. having a nodal reversal though, because I have Sag North Node, Gemini. Saturn you always node. have the nodal yeah, reversal right be- before the Saturn return. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. doing that next year. Anyway, anyway, we should talk about, why we brought you on the podcast because you as you described yourself earlier are a magician Uh so i want to know what i just want to know what that means to you within astrology and tarot and all of that spirituality stuff and why like magic like why magician and not witch right um i mean you're probably like loaded question (laughs) maybe 
I feel like witch is too much of an aesthetic right these days. I, mm. I mean, like I used to identify as a witch and then the whole Insta witch thing happened and it just felt like I didn't really, you know, I mean, the word means so many different things to so many different people. Um, I think, I don't know, magician is just what feels right right now. It feels yeah. like the, the least silly of a lot of the options. I've thought about mage. I mean, from a historical standpoint, right. the proper term is probably wizard, but nobody takes that seriously. Yeah, because and... they all think like Gandalf or you well, know Harry Potter or something. I mean, this is so. One the, wizard was actually a job in the Middle Ages, and for a long for a long period of time before that, where your basic idea was town smart guy. You knew some astrology. <laughs> you knew some magic. Town you smart knew guy. you knew some herbalism. You know, you knew a lot of just good, solid, common sense advice. You'd give it to people along with divination. You'd have a lot of different recommendations. A lot of these people would end up being counselors towards people in very high positions of power Hmm. a lot of the time or a lot of or but most of their work for most of them just generally involved being a, you know, common sense advisor with with some magic, with some divination you know, with some a well-rounded intellectual advice, math and philosophy and the sciences and all of that. And that's basically what I am. Yeah, I was going to say, that's basically what, like, a lot of readers are. Like, just day-to-day, yeah. like, I do some tarot, we do astrology, we rope it all together, we ask them, we do divination, we've got what runes or this and this. There's lots yeah, but of ways. The, but the key part of that is that you also have to know a lot of, like, actual sciences. Like, I've yeah. studied gender, I've studied little bit of anthropology, not much. I've studied um, various sci- sciences, some, bi- you know, good yeah, working knowledge of biology, good working knowledge of, you know, some decent mathematical ability, like generally, you know, in a mod- you'd also want to know some mythology. Oh yeah, mythology. We've definitely, in our planet episodes, we talk about mythology of like the, the planets, right? Because we talk, I mean, that's like the young kid in middle school. Like everybody who likes astrology now is pretty much was into mythology when they were young, you know, when they were learning about it in school. And probably gay. Mm. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's a I'm for sure. Dead. I mean, it's funny oh. because people are like, why is it that the gays love astrology so much? And I'm literally like, why does astrology love the gays so much? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean? It's not even like we're trying. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the, I think the answer to that is the same answer to why do millennials love astrology so much? Because like mm. the systems of mm-hmm. society have fundamentally failed us. We are so searching why for the meaning. Fuck not. We exactly. are literally searching for meaning. I have. Uh... And we're certainly not going to get it from science. Oh yeah, and you or know, or, or, or like? religion, right? Or or even like or, well, not organized religion. I'm right. A big well, fan, exactly. I'm a organized. Big fan of Poorly organized religion yeah. or disorganized. Wait, wait, religion. wait, wait. This is this is making my Saturn. I'm so my Aquarius Saturn is in my ninth house. So I'm like, this is making okay. Explain disorganized. What do you what do you see as disorganized religion? A I lot of that. Wicca. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, um, I do think a certain amount of religious structure is valuable. I do think a lot of. I mean. Saturn rules my third house and one of the old school <laughs> versions of one of the old school meanings of, of the third house, which I've actually found to be relevant for a lot of people is the day-to-day practice of religion. Hmm. And I find it that makes sense there, the you know, even if you're the, just, like big idea, of religion. the ninth is like the, 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 the ninth is sort of like the, how do I put it? The church. Yeah. Like the, the large, capital C church. Yeah. Like and the, the ninth, institution. And the, and the third is like your local church. Yeah. Or okay. synagogue or temple Cute. or uh, mosque or 
coven. Literally, coven? <laughs> I love that no, we ended really there. Cult. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, you know, one of the things, because this has actually been really relevant to me recently, as I've been delving deeper and deeper into astrological magic, which is that it needs to be supplemented by a regular religious practice. I've got, you know, I've just I've recently started, you know, a, a basic set of, uh, of general purpose morning prayers um, so that uh, nice. my ego doesn't get any bigger than it already is. Um, and we all think that Leos have the ego of the fire signs. No, it's Aries. It is absolutely Aries. Oh, you heard it here first from an Aries mouth, y'all. Like, we didn't say it. Because what usually happens is, like, most Leos are going to have Virgo placements. They're going to have, like, mm. a lot of Leo sons are going to have Mercury or and or Venus, at least, yeah. in Virgo points um and so they're gonna feel really really crappy about trying to shine and be seen a lot of the time this is a good point you know aries is is just like bart simpson walking around banging pots and pans saying i am great i am great i am great (laughs) fair (laughs) oh yeah that's so fair aries I mean, but it's a fun energy. It is. You guys are like, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I always like go to my Aries friends when I'm like, all right, let's go out. I need to do like, we need to go out party. And they're like, yes. And not like party party, but you know, yeah, there's, party something, party. there's something really joie de vivre about mm. Aries. There's something, I think, uh, I think I saw one modern astrologer call it something like the, the, the immediate, the, 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 the embrace of the immediate sense life. There's something like, this is a world right in front of me and I am going to grab it. Mm, yes. About Aries. Um, it's it's very much like, you know, Leo, Leo really needs the attention. Leo really like wants the attention and craves it. And mm-hmm. Aries just shows up and demands it and <laughs> gets it. Yep. And then Sag just walks in the room and doesn't try and then yet such oh, people are done. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. I always say that Well the sun has triplicity dignity in Sag. Oh triplicity dignity. I've never Ooh. heard that word. Could you please I know explain a lot of technical shit. Yeah, explain that please. Um basic so when we look at so the, so in astrology dignity is sort of like how well a planet does right. in a sign. Right. That's yeah. Or how well a planet does in a certain part of the zodiac sure. and like you know we most people are familiar with you know if a sign is rulership or dignity like how the sun rules leo the moon rules cancer Saturn rules aquarius and capricorn and right. so on and so forth and planets also have exalt signs they're exalted in yeah so venus is exalted in pisces sun is exalted in aries saturn's exalted in libra so on and so forth there's also a bunch of minor forms of dignity and i'm not the dignity expert uh astrology the astrology podcast actually has a great episode on this which i always nice. refer people to with charles obert or obert i'm not sure which <laughs> um, the, the one who's like you didn't pronounce my name right <laughs> well i've given him both options so you one know, of them's, gonna one be of them's right. right yeah no i feel you um I, if i if i knew it off the top of my head i'd give, do it um and that's great. But there's all these sort of minor forms of dignity, uh, triplicity, um, bounds, also called terms. And there's multiple systems of bounds of terms. And decans, also called right. faces. Yeah. Uh, decans. decans are sort of like a weird one. where yeah. like you, there, So there's two kinds of decan systems. There's one where you just, I don't want to get into the technical 
Oh, I know, right? Well, basically, if, is a, like, if, yeah. a, if a planet's in its own decan or face, and it has a lot of the time a weird superpower mm. and strength, uh, some of it's really good, some of it is really not. A lot of people with Mercury in the third decan of Virgo, so like uh, 20 Virgo to 29 right. Virgo, end up having serious physical disabilities and, and debilities and illnesses. Especially if it's uh, involved with the first house at all. So like a Gemini or a Virgo rising with Virgo in that, with the Merc- Mercury in that deck in a Virgo. Um, like I see it a lot with people with like severe f- physical chronic illnesses, often from uh, a very early age or that, and or that mystify doctors. Mist, ooh, interesting. Mystified and then there's doctors. the whole thing with like, and it goes the opposite direction too. Like, um, God, what was that great example? Like, I've seen, like, a lot of the time, Pisces, the second decan of Pisces. So, basically, uh, the, 10 the Pisces 10, to yeah, 10, 10 to 19, to 19 Pisces. Degrees. Uh, people just get... The weirdest thing in this is, like, people just hand you stuff. Like, people... Pisces moon and um, 19 degrees Pisces yeah, espe- yeah, especially with, like, food. <laughs> like, free food. Like, I, like a friend of... Like, so, the, so for that, then it's either moon or Jupiter that rules it right. most of the time. But I know somebody who has the sun at that degree exactly on an angle, like exactly conjunct the angle. And they, and they routinely get mistaken for a restaurant critic. Oh, intriguing. And just some, and I know somebody else who has Jupiter in that deck and, and he also routinely gets mistaken for a restaurant critic. Ah, I wonder because there's a famous restaurant critic who shares the same name with them. So both of these people, oh, they'll just go into these fancy restaurants luck. and then just start, and the chef starts bringing all of this stuff out for them. And you're like, oh, okay, hello, yes. And I've, I've got this thing where I show up and the people just start handing me food. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you walk in and here we are surrounded, literally. Mm. Like, all the time. I love no, how I love like, we're talking about food and now we're all hungry. I mean, <sighs> I'm sticking an almond and hummus right now. <laughs> Interesting combination. It's delicious. Everybody should try it. Yep. But anyway, wow. Okay, so astrological, right? So astrological magic. Now, before we go into astrological magic, I do want to start off by saying um, I am not the professor. I am just one of the top students. Okay, okay. See, that's also. I love this. I love how sag that sag rising. You're like, I'm gonna just say it, throw it out. Yeah, no, I am not not, on it. But I mean, mean, there are people who are. Without a doubt, experts. I sure. have learned a lot from them. Of course. Austin and Caitlin Kopic, my good friend and, and one of my most important teachers, Clifford Lowe, Christopher Warnock. These are the people you want to go to. Well, I don't think Chris offers a course publicly. Uh, Austin <laughs> and uh, Chris do. Cliff, uh, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but if you do, offer a course. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, Cliff mostly does his teaching via a Facebook uh Secret, not that secret, a Facebook group called Stellar Sorcery where a lot of us learn about this. Oh, anyway. Cool. Um, he, so these are real experts. I am just the, the, the Hermione in the classroom. Okay. You're so cute. Yeah. I love it. Okay, Hermione. I'm, it's just been really, it's just been really <laughs> important for me lately to just not, I mean, because my ego can get so completely Fair. enormous to not try and talk above my station. Fair. I think a lot of why I do a lot of, you know, but it is something I'm very passionate about. It is something I'm very interested in, like spreading the word about and just introducing people to. Um, it is dangerous. I'm not going to lie, but it's also incredibly powerful. 
Yeah, um, we're trying to be. So when I talk about astrological magic, mm -hmm. I'm specifically referring to uh, something called SIM, S-I-M, Stellar Image Magic. Okay. Which is uh, this very, very technical form of magic, uh, astrological magic, uh, primarily based out of this book from like nine originally written published from like 900 something AD. Oh gosh. Called the Pikachrix, which I tend to jokingly refer to as I was, Pikachu. I was about to say that not the Pikachu. <laughs> no, not the Pikachu. The Pikachrix. I, the that Pikachu sounds like an evolution of Pikachu. It's like a cross between a Pikachu and a Vulpix. Yeah. Oh my god, also that would be so cute. <laughs> Think about because it it's like lightning happens with volcano, right? So, yeah, it's like mm. the, the 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 multiple lightning tails. Oh, oh, oh my God! Uh, yeah, like a little Nintendo. Little... Nintendo, where are you? Are you listening? Please make this Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, Pikachrix. Yeah. Fire type Pikachu. Anyway. Yep. What was I saying? You're talking about um, right. So Sim. Stellar image magic, astrological. Ma Most of the time when I'm talking about astrological magic, I'm talking about Sim. Um and Basically, if you follow an extremely complicated set of rules for electing a chart. So electing okay. a chart. An astrological election or electing a chart is like elect as in to choose, as in you choose a specific moment in time to do something. Yes. And so like you'll choose them. And so magical elections are you choose a specific moment in time astrologically uh, to do a certain kind of magic. And then basically you you pick the moment in time and most of what most of the time you'll get some kind of jewelry um like i like i've got all these rings yes uh you get an appropriate stone an appropriate metal um you get some appropriate herbs and you have to find these old ancient texts with list of the herbs or just what kinds of herbs are appropriate and you follow the recipe and you get the proper image into the talisman and like um, like Seventh Lunar Mansion, for example, uh, is a person in a robe uh, on their knees praying. Okay. Um, and then you follow all these steps. And what you've got is basically an always-on magical object that just has a huge amount of influence on you, on your personality, on the world around you, on your mm -hmm. luck. And you can use like jupiter for like good fortune and wealth and you can ah. use the sun for like fame and high profile and you can also use that for wealth you can also you know um certain mercury for communication right. there's also one specific mercury talisman to sort of make you just generally inoffensive and likable um literally the image for that is a frog <laughs> um and uh and there's also like certain stuff for there's all sorts of complicated stuff. Um, if you mess up the election, if you accidentally do this on a bad election, or you then it can blow up in your face and create horrible side effects, like um, causing you to like Mars in particular is especially dangerous. Like, I can imagine. Yeah, like I mean, I actually um, my partner and I uh, recently made some Mars and Scorpio talismans, and they were great and they're awesome. And we're selling them for quite a bit of money because, like, they're also super dangerous and you need to, like, mm. use them appropriately. Like, I've had great results with that. I've also had exhausting results with that. You know, Mars like, and Scorpio can be great and exhausting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that, that, that Mars and Scorpio ring, I do not wear that every day. I wear that when I need to because it tends to create conflict. Ah. There's actually been 
uh, a few instances where I've gotten into fights, uh, verbal verbal fights, arguments with people that needed to happen, that should have happened a long time ago, and finally happened because I was wearing the ring. Okay. But it was also increasing, you know, and yes, it was increasing the amount, all of the conflict it was bringing was necessary, but it was increasing the amount of conflict in my life. Right, it was just everywhere. So, uh, yeah, so the and also makes my libido go through the roof. <laughs> I mean, hmm, Mars and Scorpio, all, let's uh, be real. Uh, yeah, Not surprised. Uh, Mars and Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio does that more than other Mars talismans. Uh, in my I can, experience. I mean, well, I can imagine. Like Scorpio it's, with it's water. The, yeah, no, it's, it's water. It's and of course, Scorpio connects to genitalia, sex, reproduction, all but of that. Really, just... Scorpio does not have the association with sex that a lot of people do. A lot of people think it does. Well, I mean, it's. I think about it more. I mean, it's literally just genitalia as far as that goes. But yeah, yeah. but genitalia is also where pee comes yeah. out. Yeah. Well, right. I know. Genitalia, it doesn't have to you be know, sex. Like, I'm sorry, but if you are equating sex with genitalia, you're probably bad in bed. <laughs> Real. All I'm saying, there is way more to sex than your genitals. No, I. I actually yeah. like be really like, and the person I'm dating has Mars and Scorpio. So when I think of Mars and Scorpio, I quite literally think of like that in like intense need for intimacy and like needing people to be real and honest. Because I feel like Mars and Scorpio can be somewhat of a paranoid placement as well. Not that they yep. suffer from legit paranoia, but it's like if you're not I'm being authentic and real with them, the sex drive like dead is dead. It's just done. Yeah, that's one of the things about Scorpio. I mean, like, Scorpio, generally speaking, like, Scorpio goes to extremes with whatever it does. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that you're, you, you know, a lot of the time when you've got strong Scorpio placements in a chart, then you, then what a lot of people show up who are basically just have no interest in sex. There's none. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, asexual or zero libido. Hmm. Um. Or either it's hot and cold, like it's either an extreme interest in sex or just nothing. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people on the asexual spectrum who have strong Scorpio placements. So interesting. I just know someone who came out at I mean, it's the sign of death. Scorpio moon. Or Scorpio moon, especially. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, if you if you if you're looking for like a, a if you, if you're looking for something in astrologic something in astrology to attribute being sex obsessed to third decan of Pisces, 20 to 29 Pisces. That is the big horny energy part of the sky. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. It's yeah. All the time. Now I dropped the cracker. There it goes. But anyway, so, okay. Wow. Cool. So it's basically like, I mean, cause I've done, I like, I like my crystals. So it's basically like programming, an object it is to in, with with an energy of a plant of a good of a specific plant it is drawing down a celestial spirit and putting it into a physical object as as to create to turn that object into a home for that spirit okay you know it is basically you are basically ensouling a physical object wow. which is why you tend to use a lot of the time more sturdy materials like metal and stone right um, it's not the only way to do it Caitlin Kopic, uh, Sphere and Sundry, SphereandSundry.com, I, rely, I send people to her all the time. She does a lot of stuff with oils and okay. incenses and powders and candles. And the one, it's a, one, I recommend that to people a lot for just starting, just in, to getting into it because it's way more affordable. Right, I was going to say, not like jewelry. jewelry, right? Yeah. Um, 
and uh, although you can do this for surprisingly cheap, it's uh, it's just oh yeah, it's yeah. about where you go, and where you find where it. you get the pieces exactly, right. yeah, where you put you know crystals and the all of it. Um, like I tend to get a lot of pre-made rings and then talismanify them, oh, rather okay. than just making the rings from scratch. Yeah. But a lot of people will, like, make the jewelry from scratch. Which, There's this great guy, Tony Mack, who is the person I recommend if you're willing to spend a shit ton of money on absolutely gorgeous pieces of jewelry. Ooh. And that's a priority for you in addition to the incredibly potent magic. Hell yeah. Tony yeah. Mack. Okay, yep. good enough. But uh, he's another top of, the, top, of, top of the game guy. Um, anyway... What was I saying? <laughs> You're talking about we're talking about talismans, right? Candle magic and yeah. incense, and and part of and like a lot of stones, just because they're more recently discovered, mm-hmm. um, we don't they and they're not really in the ancient text. We really don't know how to use them properly, and like labradorite, oh, for example, interesting. No, I they're like there's there it's not in any of the traditional texts. So huh. we really have no idea how to use it properly. And also, like, um, one of the other interesting things is if the stone has been, like, treated in or in any sort of way or if it's artificial, it's not going to work. Right. Like, I was eyeing that blue chalcedony oh, yeah. earlier because blue chalcedony is the stone that you need to use for a <laughs> certain star. Uh, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot Dennis to mute Alcredi. my mic this time. Awkward. Wow, you've been good about it then. That was the first one you slipped out this whole time? Yeah, no, I've been literally dying this whole time. Oh, babe. Aww. It's okay. Yeah, that's how you can tell She's I'm not. She's here in spirit. The reason you can tell I'm not a cis dude is because I know how to make the awe sound. Oh, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. I gotta go. Aww. Oh my God, wait, that's so funny. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, no, the, there was a comedian talking about that, but and, and when I was, which I saw when I was a kid, and it was just an early uh, hint. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So students don't know how to do that. Anyway, right. so blue chalcedony is great for the star Denabalgeti, um, but the problem is most blue chalcedony out there is treated mm. and uh, heavily treated because um, most people think untreated blue chalcedony just doesn't look very attractive and that is almost certainly treated because it's an attractive blue color most blue chalcedony that's untreated is going to be sort of a dull grayish blue fair but that's also the color it needs to be in order to use for this star one of my uh early experiments with talisman making was a denabalgeti piece with a blue chalcedony that turned out to have been treated and there were some other issues with the election um but uh, I think the biggest one, one of the biggest ones was the fact that the stone had been treated mm. um, and it just had weird freaking side effects. I kept getting into emotionally exhausting discussions about the nature of justice everywhere I went. Ooh, that's and very at first exhausting. I was into it, but it just kept exhausting me. Yeah. Wow. Well, dang. Okay. I mean, cause I've always thought about, yeah, like treated stones. Cause like so common to see treated citrine, fake citrine, which is just like treated quartz yep. or something yep. like that kind yep. of thing where you're getting it's or, or, oh, or like fake malachite, that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's so much fake. Malachite so, so much. It's because it's so, it's such a, I love malachite. Color. Malachite is a really good Venus stone. Uh, especially yeah. if you're, well, it's just a really good Venus stone. If you're trying to use Venus to get laid, <laughs> uh, Malachite is one of the best stones 
uh, I mean, that's one of the other parts of this magic is that you have to understand sort of what are the natural virtues of the stone. Right. Like lapis lazuli banishes sorrow. Oh. You put a you put any sort of uh, serious magic into a lapis lazuli, then uh, one of the side effects is almost it's going to function as a bit of an antidepressant. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, that makes me think. Oh, it makes me think of Steven Universe. Have you ever seen Steven Universe? Everybody tells me I have to. You've okay. I'm going to just I'm add glad to. It exists. I'm going to add to the party of saying you have to. But there is obviously everybody, uh, all of the characters. Well, other than like the human characters, but the like gem characters are all named after crystals, like stones. Right. And Lapis Lazuli is someone who is like her stone is like a teardrop, and she's like it's she it's she kind of uh, starts very de- literally very depressed but yeah. then is given like she has these water wings and it's like this whole thing it's this whole thing in the show but la- it's like so interesting that it connects to that sadness but then also on the flip side that antidepressant almost yeah well wow. that's uh, i mean it, but you know there's, yeah. there's a reason for that um anyway um so malachite one of the natural one of the natural virtues of the stone is that it helps attract sex Mm. But one of the physical properties of the stone is that it's super easy to break. Uh, the first time I ever made talismans with a bunch of Venus talismans, and I still have some of the stones from that, but the malachite I made with that election uh, flew off my altar and smashed on the ground. Oh my gosh! Didn't you just have malachite that broke immediately, Manisha? Yeah. Yeah. I just said yeah. your real name too. Gov name. Yeah. When did that? You just like did you drop it, or did you did anything happen? You just fell off something? I was having, I wouldn't say an argument, but I was coming to, um, I guess maybe possibly resolution with someone. And as that was happening, I like dropped my malachite and I was holding it. And usually I don't like easily drop things. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These things have minds of their own and they'll act based on those minds. Mm. They'll take actions. Like if it, like if it, so if you for if you've got a Mercury talisman and Mercury is combust or in Sagittarius or Pisces or retrograde and the the Mercury talisman is not physically attached to your body, it could just pop off and roll under a cabinet and you don't find it again until Mercury is no longer afflicted. Oh. So I mean that's the thing about like Mercury. If sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, go ahead. Um, I was just going to ask you, just because, like, you know me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people have this, but what do you do with those crystals and stones, like, once they fall? Like, I know once they're hidden, like, for me, once I can't find a crystal, I just kind of leave it alone until I can't get it back. Like, one of my friends who's on Astro Twitter, like, she has my pink, my pink agate, and she's like, ah, I keep forgetting to give it back to you. And I'm like, dude, hold the- I don't care. Like, if you give it back to me, you give it back to me. Maybe you need more than I do. But, like, when they drop, <laughs> like, what do you do? What um, do you do with broken I mean, ones? Uh, you you kind of, ju- I mean, I mean, talismans, I mean, one, you can't lend it to a friend because it no. sort of binds, to, it sort of binds to you in a way like this. If you try and lend your talisman to a friend, it'll break. Mm. And once the body is broken, then it's not a good, vis- but then it's not a usable vessel for spirit anymore. Um, it's like trying to walk. Th- it's like you, uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Right. Um, so, uh, but a lot of the times, like if a talisman is having like bad effects, uh, then you have to break it. Mm. Like I made some Jupiter talismans, um, that in retrospect, it turned out that, uh, I had tried to use them for wealth, but the specific election I did was just terrible for wealth. Oh, um, 
and uh, I just it it was good for all the other Jupiter stuff of fame and fortune mm-hmm. and profile and good luck and all of that. Just but not, actual just wealth not and money. money, right? And so I tr- but I tried to use the election for like wealth, and I ended up having to smash those talismans, mm. smash them with the hammer, and then what I had to do was just scatter the pieces of the gemstones in various places. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was you, kind of like, you should bury it. Yeah, that's one of the other. Yeah, well, if I had a place uh, to bury, it. here we are in New York bury- City. Yeah, no, I don't have anywhere to bury it. Otherwise, I would. That's what she's got a backyard, at least. Yeah, lucky you. So yeah, if you've got a crystal that's broken, yeah, burying it is a good idea. Some people will bury it in the graveyard, give it to the dead. Oh. Um. Which is not a bad idea. Hey, yeah, your Scorpio. That'll you can appease, also, that'll appease your Scorpio placement. You sick. can also toss it into a body of water. Ooh, the ocean. The ocean. Even though you're a river. Yeah. You know a. A swamp. This know. is in Florida, so I'm thinking, thinking of all the things that you oh, can There's a yeah, lot of swamps in Florida. A lot of places to throw that, to take that Malachite and give her give her back to the earth. Yep. <laughs> but, okay, wait. Now, my question now. The issue, if, however, oh, like, yeah. Malachite is mildly toxic. It has a little bit yeah. of arsenic in it. So, uh, you probably want to put it in some sort of, like, sealed container before you talk, mm. bury it or stick it in the... Um, in a water water yeah Yeah. that's fair but anyway i wanted to ask you so when you make your talismans what are i i mean we know this kind of i could probably think about it but like when you make your talismans and you do your magic which planet the planet you mentioned sun like fame money so like what are the the themes here for your talismans what have you been like using and really what are the ones you're wearing now there's a lot of different stuff you (laughs) can use it for uh there's a lot of a lot of things you can be used for various things a lot of what you're looking at is you're you're taking some of the traditional recipes and like from the Picatrix or from uh, Agrippa's Three Books of Occult Philosophy. Uh, that's another text a lot of people I've use. I've heard Agrippa. A Agrippa before. is a name that goes around. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the better known ones, um, even outside of this tradition. Right, because sure. there's, yeah. there's just a lot of stuff in Agrippa's Three Books of Occult Philosophy. There's there's other things too here and there, um, but primarily it's it's Picatrix. Um, and a lot of it is, and so, and a lot of it is just what we've, what the community is, and I say it's, it's, an, it's like maybe a dozen, two dozen people at most who are really like doing this, <laughs> um, as far as I know, um, and it's, you know, it's becoming more as it's becoming more popular, um. But I, but you know, it's 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 also kind of rocket science. Like this is super com- technically complicated. Right. Um, it's my personal belief that you have to be at least a little bit on the autism spectrum, like I am, in order to actually get really good at astrological magic. At sim in particular, just because our brains can memorize vast swaths. I was literally of about to say, completely like, unrelated so, it's trivia. Like, it's like, have you ever you've heard? I'm sure you've heard. If you're on, on the spectrum, you've heard how it's like how people are becoming more like this is like the human evolution almost like how we're kind of but it's like how it's a hard it's a hard thing to but i've just it's interesting because it it is a brain it's like it's a thing yes people don't understand how to look at statistics people think people think rate of diagnosis is the same as rate of incidence yes which is not the case it's like people people have been autistic forever it's just no one knew what it was it's like now we know how to spot it yeah yeah, it's like this, it's the same thing where people will equate uh, the 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 rate of crimes reported or the the number of people mm-hmm. arrested with how many how often those crimes are actually being committed. Fair, you know, 
Like it's. It, or how people have always been gay, but we just are talking about it way more now. <laughs> well, we've, we've, there's always it's been always, variance yeah. and attraction. I don't right. think it's. I don't think it's reasonable to sort of put modern ideas of of sexuality onto the past anymore than it would. But hmm. you know, the, there has always been variation and deviation yeah. from whatever the societal sexual norms yeah. are. Um, Good point. Yeah, you do. So, um, okay, we're done. I'm just looking at the time. Um, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, so, but yeah, but because the autistic brain can memorize vast swaths of completely unrelated trivia, <laughs> arbitrary trivia, and most non-autistic brains can't. Um, if you're, if you're a freaking nerd, <laughs> you're at least a little on the spectrum. Let's be clear. That's not me. That's Temple Grandin, one of the longest and best experts on autism anyway what was i saying yeah so um, you kind of need the brain that can do that in order to keep all of the electional rules mm-hmm. in your head all of the rules for like how to figure out the timing right. with the astrology and all of it um i forgot what the question was i'm mostly just, uh asking how you which what the planets mean each it's, one it's, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's sort of each of the, uh, that you if we each that you use what you use from each planet kind of to program your talismans to do your magic so basically so like the, you're the, the kind themes. of ex, uh, you're you're kind of asking me to recite an enormous <laughs> cookbook off the top of okay my head. fair good point okay well you, um, you just you you were quick with it earlier like sun was oh, they, sun talismans were like well, fame yeah, they, well the yeah. sun is a lot of like raising your profile it's the king it's the commander right okay you know like you have to be a little bit bossy when you're using a sun talisman it's, okay you know, if you want make proper use of it love it um moon can do a whole bunch of stuff uh wisdom is one of my favorite uses okay but also like some of the emotional regulation stuff is really good but also like the so you can use contrary powers so if the planets don't really quite get along if they're sort of like a sort of a opposites kind of in a way like the sun and the moon or mars and venus or mars and saturn Mm -hmm. or jupiter and saturn uh then you can sort of or jupiter and mercury then you can use sort of the powers of one to mitigate some of the stuff of the other so, like, if you, like, Sphere and Sundry, for example, has a bunch of Jupiter and Sagittarius uh, products, and, like, you can sort of use them to mitigate the effects of the Mercury retrograde. Hmm. Um, in, I don't, that is my personal theory. I, that statement is not endorsed <laughs> by Caitlin Kopic. That is my personal guess. Love it. I so. love her. I am a huge annoyance to her sometimes. <laughs> At least you recognize her. But, but you know? I love her to death. You recognize it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then Mercury, we got uh, Yeah, to... so, like, for, so, there's a specific recipe in Picatrix, for example, uh, for a solar, for a talisman using the sun in the first phase of Leo for, against diseases of lunar combustion. Oh. We have no idea what was meant by diseases of lunar combustion. Yeah. But we're pretty sure it means stuff like bipolar and borderline and complex PTSD. Huh. Okay. You know, any emotional. stuff that emotional dysregulation yeah. stuff. That yeah. is my best guess. And then there's a, and I, I am going to find a, an <laughs> opportunity to make those talisman first chance I get because half my freaking friends qualify. Oh my gosh. Um, and almost all the people I date or and or sleep with. Um Arthur, I have a question for you as well. Shoot. Well, just because, again, the eclipse is tomorrow, and I know there's been a huge, like, back and forth. today? (laughs) Yeah, today. Slash today, slash. Slash drop Friday, yeah. Whenever people are listening to it, honestly, (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, so um, there's been a huge back and forth on Twitter about using, like manifesting during eclipses. Some people are like, oh my God, it's cursed. Other people are like, eh, it's not so cursed. Other people are like, yes, manifest that magic. What are your thoughts on that? Just because, hello, so many people, um, curious. Okay, thing one, most people are not really doing much in the way of potent magic. Most people's magic is not that potent. Right. That's fine. You probably don't want to be blowing up your life accidentally anyway. You just want to like, <laughs> have goals and set your intentions and yada, yada. You want to set your intentions, go. Go right ahead. If you're trying to do, like, magic, like, mm -hmm. do some spell work, like, try and invoke the energy of the eclipse into some sort of potent thing, don't. <laughs> The reason for, there's a couple of reasons for this. One is that the moon and the sun are the light, are the main light. They're sort of like the the guides and the transmitters of celestial power. And you know, if you want to just have a basic like, you don't want to go all the way with your complicated electional rules, and you and you just want to have some tuning yourself into the astrology to make your general like witchy stuff better just find out what sign the moon is in and what planet it's making its nest aspect to start as simple as that pay attention to that and your magic will become a little bit better hmm. um like if your moon is in aries making a square to mars you probably don't want to do a love spell just saying mm, yeah no um anyway so eclipse time is when the sun and the moon are being eaten by a dragon. <laughs> the dragon the is nodes. the lunar nodes. What's interesting is depicting the the, the lunar nodes as an uh, as an enormous serpent or a dragon is something that's cross cultural. Like you see it in uh, Mesoamerican artwork, mm. for example. I forget if it's Mayan or Aztec off the top of my head. Um, depicting the lunar nodes as an enormous dragon. Wow. Um, but because there is, this, and, and you know, part of the reason for this is that there's some very specific things that happen if you mess with eclipse magic. Uh, one of them is uh, snakes and lizards start showing up. Oh they my God, that's so funny. Showing up. And you're. <laughs> it's funny like until there's an enormous snake in your home. I live in Florida. <laughs> Do you want more of them there? Nah, she's Do like, you don't understand? Like, literally, I just go outside, and every day I look at the world, and I'm like, look at all those Lizzo's. Look at that yeah. iguana. Yeah. <laughs> look at those. Yeah, no, it, it's the, one of the other things is that uh, injuries or blindness or infections in one or both eyes. Okay, fair. <laughs> That's another thing that happens a lot with, with Eclipse Magic. Um, uh, because the sun and the light are the eyes. Now, there's different systems. Some people say, I, I, I always forget which is which, because some systems say the sun is the left and the other is the right, and the moon is the right. Some people have it the other way around. Some people say it switches based on gender. Some people say it switches in mm. the other direction based on gender. <laughs> I don't see. It's one of the eyes. You, you, you can figure it out. It's an, an eye. An, an eye. Either one. I mean, yeah. geez. Uh, so th that's just everybody watch fun. out for eye injuries. I guess. Yeah. So that's one of the other things that can happen if you mess with the clips magic and your magic has any sort of potency to it. Lizards um, in her eyes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's a third thing and it's just, just general ill omens, bad luck, illness mm. kind of stuff. 
Yeah. My personal theory as to the reason for all of this, I mean, b- besides the whole you're trying to invoke the celestial energies while they're busy being eaten by a dragon, um, is that the eclipse time is when fate, capital F, fate takes over and human will just gets out of the way. Ah. Like, uh, it's a fine time to sort of just let the divine energy just come through you and speak for itself and not try and put your own will onto it. Um, you know, the humans let go plan, and let let go, let go let, and let God, right? Let, let go and let, let universe. <laughs> let go and let gods, exactly. You know, because the, because they they got plans for us, right? Sometimes we don't have much of a say in, <laughs> in those plans. Um, and eclipses are one of those times. One of the interesting thing, one of the reasons for this is that you know, one of the reasons I think it's important to bring this up is that eclipses are not just pure evil, bad stuff times. Um. A lot of the time, like during eclipse season, is when very big decisions get made. And like mm. Nick Chris Brennan always tells that story about him and his partner Lisa Scheim uh, started seeing each other during uh, eclipses uh, during an eclipse season uh, in his seventh house, his relationship house. Wow! And you know, um, he he. And now I'm going to embarrass Chris Brennan. Um, <laughs> Please do. Yeah, we no. It's funny because last never episode... said this out loud, Ooh. but he kind of sort of, but but he always hints at it the way he talks about this story that they were just sort of casually hooking up or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's always implied in the stories and never explicitly. Sorry, Absolutely. Chris. Sorry, literally Lisa. Well, I love you guys. Honestly, we literally. What was it last episode where we were joking about how like we think that if you rub Chris Brennan's head that you'll have good luck for Saturn return. Wasn't that one of my I I okay, that is way worse than what I said. I, I know feel way yeah, better now. You feel way better. We're ridiculous. We're ridiculous. Anyway, um so yeah and and you know over a decade later and they're still married. Ah see, that's amazing. <laughs> so like, yeah, so like if you're a Capricorn rising and you're just started casually hooking up with someone Wow. But, Okay. I'm not saying you're going to be married for the next 10 years, but I'm saying you might be. Wow. You hear that, Cap Risings? That's... Yep. Are you dating anybody? Yes. I get it. <laughs> but, I'm... I mean, that's the... Or, or I don't know if you're... But, like, if you're a Cap Rising... It's, seventh House is also client. So, like, if you're a Cap Rising and uh, you're a therapist or some other, like, uh, client-focused profession, then maybe you just bring in a new client out of nowhere and they turn out to be one of your best regulars. Hmm. Or, like... Thinking of Cancer Rising. Yeah, and Cancer can also... Yeah, and so Cancer Rising, it's, like, your first house. It can be sort of, like, you're making all of these changes to who you are, to your health, to your body, to your understanding of yourself. And that Mm. can just sort of have long-lasting consequences and effects. It doesn't necessarily mean it is going to be the same over time because things change over time. God, I had this... One of the skeptics, <laughs> not skeptics. No, it was actually a, um, it was a client I had one time at, when I was reading at a shop. Um, and I was explaining to her that, you know, the entire chart is not active throughout your entire life. Like the ruler of the seventh house is going to describe your partner and describe how you met them long right. before you meet them. Hmm. So that part of the chart is so the entire, your chart is not active your entire life. And I, and I explaining this to the client, it's like, you know, people change over time. She was like, people change over time? I'm dead. <laughs> like, wait, like, really was questioning that? <laughs> because, yeah, of course, I say that, oh, gosh, I'm feeling about that all the time. Where I'm like, what do you mean we're supposed to? That's like the 
It's what happens. We all grow up. It is, you know? And, like, I just, I mean, honestly, like, I don't even think, I think it's just that she was very young, mm. you know? I, I, she, she, she seemed really young. She seemed like she was a teenager. Okay. Um, I didn't ask. But I, actually, I, don't, I would have known because I had the chart, but I don't yeah, remember. Right. I don't remember. Um, no, I, no, she was a teenager. And so, you know, people, you, you wouldn't expect a teenager to necessarily know. You'd hope a teenager right, would yeah. know that. But, you know, some, again, people change over time. Mm. And so will she. Yeah. And so will we all. Yeah, no, exactly. even, um, I, I think it was Cam Whitelight who tweeted about, like, how he was younger. He didn't resonate with a lot of his placements. And when he was older, they started to pop out. And I definitely think it's very important for people, like, especially young people, Sagittarius, Pluto generation. I think a lot of them like to feel a lot more grown up than they actually are. Even Scorpio, Pluto at times, I feel like, and that's where, like, maybe, like, you know, not going to get into imposter syndrome, but where, like, that, like, almost, like, grips and reality of where you are and what you know like and then kind of having to have this humbling down process of accepting what you don't know it's like there's so much about your chart that it's going to make sense like from the moment of birth and then there are things that won't make sense until you're like 30 or even 40 and it's like you got to give things time yeah yeah absolutely so yeah the the chart unfolds over the course of your entire life and some of it is going to be active sometimes and not the rest of the time and there's certain like like sometimes you'll look at a person's chart and you'll see a key placement and it'll be that super 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 important and but it's also that will define their life and the events that activate it don't happen until they're in their 50s Mm. this is so random so random but it's also just never happened before and i kind of think it's arthur's fault because he's been <laughs> speaking about so many little critters a literal squirrel just walked up to the, like the sliding door and looked at it and tried to figure out how to get in and that's just never <laughs> happened before <laughs> squirrel rodents <laughs> ah it is climbing on it's climbing on the it is trying to get in is there a reason i might be attacked by a squirrel <laughs> I mean, it, it's not, I have not, I don't believe it's an eclipse thing. Um, mm. What's your, you said you were Scorpio rising? Yes. yes. Taurus, seventh, and so, so Cancer is. Cancer moon in the ninth. Cancer is your ninth. And it's like, um, it's not too conjunct my moon. My moon's at 26 degrees, Cancer. It's, I mean, it's with, the, it's the moon. The moon has an enormous orb. Uh, I give like a 10 degree orb to the moon and the sun for conjunctions for these sort of things. Maybe even for squares, honestly. I mean, something you just, yeah, you can you feel that energy for that long. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, as soon as the movement in a candle, it's like, mm. But anyway, I feel like the squirrel is a good transition into us high thoughts vibe, even though I'm not smoking. I'm still chilling. How are you feeling over there, Six? I have been progressively smoking to cope with the fact, like, I'm so serious. Like, usually I don't even get sick during eclipses. Like, usually nothing happens, but I have quite literally been, like, I don't, I'm somebody who doesn't even get sick. Like, I, like, don't ever get sick. So this is, like, ugh. And it, like, I'm not too shocked because it's, like, like Arthur was saying, it's, like, um, it's so close. The uh, 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 North Node is well, not North, no, Fudge. Ah! <laughs> and rain. don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school, don't do drugs. Stay in school, don't do drugs. Right. Remember, is- kids, if somebody tries to give you drugs, say yes, because drugs are expensive. Yeah. 
Oh, but no, because I the moon is so like it's basically my lunar return, y'all. Like I feel like oh, that's yeah. honestly why I'm feeling it so heavily. Like, and it's the last oh, yeah. one. Well, no, it's not the last one. We have another one when the what some no, never mind. Wait, do we have another one? Is this isn't it the last one in Cancer Count? Uh, or we have one more. The solar there's a solar eclipse. Right. Yes. At zero Cancer on the summer solstice. Oh! Yes, that is what I was referring to. It is, it, is, it, is the, it is the last hurrah. It is, here is the sun. The sun is at the height of its power. Eclipsed. Literally, the height of its power. Oh my gosh, that's, wow. That's amazing. Is that that's, the yeah. one where I die? <laughs> You're like, am I dead then? Life oh. is a constant process of dying and being reborn if you're any good at spirituality. Hell fucking yeah. I will only come out of this stronger. No, honestly, like, and like, that's the thing. It's like, I know that like some people have tried to attribute like having physical symptoms and negative effects, like near eclipses, like people try to like, con- like put a negative connotation on that. I'm not mad or scared that I've been having issues. I just feel like lately I've been very tuned into spirit. So it's not shocking to me that when my body, like, I think, I think that one thing I haven't been paying attention to is giving myself rest. I like very obsessively work to be able to accomplish a lot, a lot, like having that Mars Leo. Obsessive is a, it's like you're a, a cancer moon. You need rest. I'm mm. saying she's, ah. she's a whole Leo Mars. She needs her cat nap. Like this is the, like one of my, one of my best friends is an like enormous cancer stellium with including the, the moon and all in the 12th house. Oh my goodness. Uh, she, 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 I love her. Love, but Love cancers it. are wild. Yeah, she's probably so listening to this right now. Oh, hey. Um, but uh, hi. Thank you for being my best friend. <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, but no. One of the things that she's actually really shown me for my own Pisces moon and sort of leading by mm. example is how much I need to, f- how much I need to like acknowledge the needs of my moon. Yeah, your, your moon has needs. It shows what you need for self care. And a lot of that for Cancer and Pisces Moon is just chilling out and alone time and mm-hmm. just time to not be working all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you hear that? You hear? No, you, it, you like, that's, there? that's um, what I actually try to spend a lot of my time doing. It's just, I think it's kind of rough just where I'm at in life. I feel like when I try to relax, I have certain pressures that make me feel like I have to do more, which is like, you know, like I feel like I've been advocating for myself a lot more, especially with the North and South note being in my third and ninth. Like I've been standing up for myself and saying what I need. I think that um, like I spent this whole winter like time relaxing. I think it's really hard though, especially having all of my planets basically in Scorpio to like, completely sit down especially when i'm not necessarily fully happy with where i'm at yeah i mean and you're literally ruled by your mars on your 10th so it's just like (laughs) you always are wanting to put yourself out there put there get yourself together with your career especially since you've been working so much on getting your writing out there and horoscopes and tarot oh yeah you've been killing it i know right so she needs a little moment to relax (laughs) 
I'm excited because I'm going, well, one, I'm going to D.C. at the end of the month, and then I'm going to Vegas next month, and then also next month I'm going to New York. So hopefully I'll get to relax. Hell yeah, in New York this time I'm going to make us relax. I'm going to travel to three different cities. Hopefully that'll let me relax. Hashtag Sagittarius. (laughs) I'm a Sagittarius. I can't hear you. Hopefully in New- when you're in New York, I'll make you relax. Because last time when you were in New York, you did not make let me relax. And I got so sick. <laughs> Just get her way too stoned and stick her on the couch. I mean, I tried last time, but she was. it was our first time hanging out. So we were. Honestly, by the, by the time that South Node comes for your son, you ain't going to have a choice. Oh. Does that South mean Node, that I'm going to be so financially son? secure that I won't have to work as hard? Is that what that yeah. means? That's fucking hell, man. You don't. I mean, this is this is one of the things I've been just dealing with a lot over the past couple of weeks. Is um, like, okay, finances are fine. I do have to keep hustling, but my ability to keep hustling is dependent on my my forcing myself to take a break and chill out sometimes. Yeah. You how know. do you do that, Arthur? Like, how much time do you allot in a schedule? I started going by a schedule, and that's been really cool. So I would love yeah, to you, schedule some relaxed time. Yeah, basically, you just basically <laughs> Fix signs be like. Basically, what I do is I just I put I, I give myself a weekend. You know, I have I have two days a week, Friday and Saturday, and um, unless there's some super extenuating circumstance, like it's somebody who it's like an old friend or whatever. Um, I do not do readings for clients on those days. I actually am very Um, proud of myself to say like from Saturday and Sunday, I do not do any work on my vacations. I'm going to try to finish up as much stuff because I know I have a lot of layover like um, tail readings just because I got this code in and I've been like, I'm not doing anything. But I definitely give myself weekends and I try to like totally relax on my vacations. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, one of the things I also do is I, I pick, I pick relaxation things that prov- ways of relaxing that prevent me from, from mm. like being on my phone or whatever. So like taking an excessively long bath with your phone in the other room. I love Pisces moons. <laughs> I'm all, the same way. All water placements, especially water Hell moons, yeah. love the long baths. Hell yeah. I oh, literally yeah, we- like, ev- I try every single weekend, at least once a week, to take a bath and write poetry. And in my baths, I just cry and cry and cry <laughs> and unpack trauma and do all the shadow work in my bathtub. And then I, I come out so refreshed. That's, that's the thing that, that I really admire about cancer, um, especially cancer moons, is just that, uh, it, or it, the ability to cry. Yeah, the ability to cry. Uh, it's, what is that? You're, you're, it's funny because I feel so. You, you're a fire sun like me, and then you have the sad rising to my Gemini rising, and I'm like, but with our Pisces moons, we're both just like, mm, they're in there. The emotions. <laughs> I cry over doing stuff like, like commercials. Wait, wait, you just made a sound. She laughed. Okay. I'm laughing right? because it's just so funny. Because again, Scorpio, Celiab, Cancer, Moon. I, as a kid, everyone would tell me I'm too sensitive, that I'm like, people literally like gaslight me in the sense that they like invalidate my emotions and make it like I'm faking all the time. And I'm like, what do you mean? How are you not having emotional reactions to these things? These are just like somebody, like my partner was like, oh, you were crying one second and now you're happy the next. I don't understand. And I'm like, well, I did something to make myself happy. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, what do you mean? You can't stop crying and be happy? Like, isn't that the whole point of, like, we should stop crying so we can I hate it when people say, say sensitive as if it's a bad thing. Like, oh, my God. If, I sensitive is a good thing. Like, come on. What do you mean? Like, sensitive, we, it's great. A we, sensitive instrument is an instrument that can pick up on data that, other, that you want it to pick uh, up. Yeah, and, like, why would you not want somebody around you who's sensitive and can, like, I don't know hear your needs when you like i don't know like be there for you like shit i one day am just going to be able to afford to buy a studio apartment somewhere and just make it my little relaxation retreat and never let people come over unless they're very very close friends and like that will be my home like honestly you don't understand i have saturn pisces in the fourth house and a cancer moon so i genuinely just feel this deep desire and fantasy in my 30s to just have the perfect home to be able to just chill in and not let people in and just relax your spiritual well a saturn return in the fourth house could absolutely involve making that home a reality I just, yeah. I just, uh, I just foresee it for myself, and I just—that's part of why I work so hard. I just want to have, I want to work hard so I can have that perfect place to go home and sleep. It's so <laughs> like I, I keep seeing whatever sign somebody Saturn in, Saturn is in, is what being mature, being a grown up means for them. Mm. Like I was all of my friends who had when I was watching them go through their Saturn returns in Sagittarius, they were like opening nightclubs or ah. like do like like the House of Yes. Oh. Started during one of the owners' Saturn returns in Sagittarius. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Wait, that's House so funny. Of, if you're listening from outside of New York, House of Yes is like one of the biggest nightclubs in New York. Yeah, and it's like very Yeah. You, 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 like they they do RSVPs that you have to like come in costume specifically. Like, oh, yeah. It's like a whole yeah, deal. absolutely. And it was like and and you know I don't know the birth time for this person or whatever. I know they're a Libra. Um, oh my god! A, wow, a Libra with the aesthetic too uh, of House of uh, Yes. That oh makes god. so much sense. Yeah. Well, before they before they opened House of Yes, it was no. Now there were like two other smaller, like very DIY mm. kind of venues. At least one of which burned down. Oh. Um, and then they, you know, years went by and they put their heart and soul into this place. And then it turned out to be one of the most successful nightclubs in New like yeah. one of the most successful nightclubs in New York. And it's on Brooklyn. Too. It's I Brooklyn literally used to live that. down the block from there. Lost the oh my street gosh. from the L train. I know. It's amazing. It's I hell. would like walk there well, in the winter with no coat because I live so close to there. <laughs> oh my God. If only. But there would also be like. You know, but also I've seen Saturn and Sag, like a friend of mine, like uh, quit their day job and pursued music full time. Yeah. Wow. Or, you know, like people like, do, you know, people realizing that for what, what with people with Saturn and Sagittarius realizing that what maturity meant for them is doing their own thing and having the freedom to do their own thing. And that sort of joyous re-spiritedness, which is so much of what Sagittarius is all about. You know, the four legs of the horse need a lot of room to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. Whereas, like, sometimes I'll have a client with, like, I had recently, like, had a couple of clients with, with Sat- uh, older clients with Saturn and Aries. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. Now, yeah. now we have the fresh yeah. crop of Saturn and Aries babies coming up. Yeah, the, the kind who were, like, the, yeah, the people who were 30 years older than them. Yeah. Or 27, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, right. like, uh, those folks, it was, like, maturity for them meant being an eternal teenager. Saturn doesn't do very well on Aries. No. (laughs) You know, that like their version of maturity was like doing the eternal teenager thing in the 
you know, they related to their kids a lot better mm. because of it, but also embarrassed the heck out of them because of that. You know what it's like. That makes uh. so much sense just because like literally like one of my dreams and I haven't spoken this one out loud because I feel like whenever I say something that I want to do, it actually happens. But then it also makes me like it holds me accountable in a way. So, so let's hold you accountable to, to pursue your dream. What's up? All right. So one time I went to a Vedic astrologer and they like mentioned you have the type of chart of someone who would open up like spiritual resorts. Like that's what they do. Like that's what he was like they were doing in his country. And I was like, wait, that sounds wonderful. And I just, I really want to be able to create this like home for people to come and do astrology and spiritual work and tarot and literally just have it be in like this hotel or somewhere in the woods or something where people can just go (laughs) and be for a week and we all just reiki it out and nap oh that's what i want i just think like do you think like sacred sexuality could be a big component of that I would love for it to be like, I just really, I guess like what it is, is like, I I want to be a spiritual worker. And like, I also am very like, I don't want to charge for my readings, but I like am very big on like trying to have corporations pay me to give to people, which is why I like worked really hard to make sure, like, I love doing horoscopes, but I need to sustain myself. So it's like, I do horoscopes for like different sites and that's perfect for me because then it's like, I'm getting paid to then give exactly what I would have given my followers anyway, but I want to figure out some way to have a corporation make it so they pay me so I can do treatment for people for free. That's my goal. That sounds cool. Yeah, I know. I've had a really similar dream for a long time. Also, you know, the, the you've got the, the, you've got the ruler of the fourth in Pisces. I've got the, the fourth is my fourth is Pisces. My but fourth like, is actually Aquarius. I'm placidusing it out. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm whole signing it out. Okay, I'm then my then it would be in the fifth. Then it'd be in the fifth. Yeah, but so but Saturn rules Aquarius. Yeah. So the ruler of your so in whole sign. Oh, so yeah, even then the ruler yeah, yeah, of your yeah, fourth yeah. is Saturn in Pisces in the fifth. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense either way. Like yeah, no, I'm that that same dream of like this big group home with like. I feel like a lot of the, I don't like the term intentional community because I feel like a lot of the time when you've put set up an intentional community, it becomes more about the intention than the community, oh. you know, and I'm, I'm more interested in, again, and cutesily calling it like an accidental community. I love that. Um, of just, you know, people who happen to come together to make this work to sort of have, I feel like that's a lot of people's dreams right now is to sort of to have this big group home to live in with all your friends. And like for me, a lot of what that, living, baby. yeah, totally. But like for me, a lot of what that looks like is sort of the spirituality and the sexuality mm-hmm. and the astrology and the magic and all of it. You know, I feel uh, like it's I... hard because that's definitely something like a lot of my friends are really much into this. And it's like I constantly feel I guess like what's hard for me is I constantly feel called to a lot of different communities, but struggle to feel like I like make sense in anyone. Like, for example, it's like for one of my friends, they're like really big on like going back to Africa and like going to Ghana and they're like, come, they want us back. And I'm like, I'm gay. I don't think i want to go to a country where i have to be scared of being gay any more than i feel now and then it's like i have other friends who it's like yeah let's do it like this way and i'm like i don't know if i actually like totally resonate with your values and ideas so finding that community is hard and i really felt you when you said like it 
like some communities becoming more about the intent because like, like when you think about it in a lot of ways I feel like that's sort of America it's like there are certain like intentions that like people are like holding and like going by the book by as where they're not really focused on the people as much yeah like I've noticed like I've noticed a lot of um like there's a lot of sex positive communities for example mm-hmm. that'll that'll just not even so i mean part of it is sex positive more of it is like the burning man people who will like i i mean i've been at some of these homes where it's like here it's this queer witchy sex positive home and everybody goes to burning man and then when they start doing the accountability conversations it Ugh. sounds like they're reciting a script yeah instead of actually doing accountability that's the hard part i still feel like with that vibe is like Everyone's like, yes, we're all so like attuned to things. We're all so spiritual. We're all so connected in that way. But also, like, hey guys, we have to pay rent. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's time that's, to do some dishes. Like, yeah. And it's like, oh, sorry, but like, spirit's been really heavy on me today. I don't think I can take the trash out. And you're like, um, no, we're still people, <laughs> like, yeah. and adults and humans that we're all living together. So yeah, I feel like I see where. That can, it could yeah. go wrong, but also like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, he, like that's, that's, it's, it's always the thing. It's like, you know, like who will do the dishes after yeah. the revolution? You know, it's <laughs> why people do things like and <laughs> You all get together in this communist, big, happy health, and the men still don't do the dishes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Honest, honestly though. And like, that's the thing. That's kind of why, like, and again, Aquarius fourth house. I was homeschooled all my life. So my home, my second home quite literally was the internet. So I really like appreciate, like, I definitely think like when these planets start, like outer planets like Uranus, and I don't know if you follow the asteroid Sedna, but like once those like bodies start moving into Gemini, I think we're going to see a lot more like advancements in AI and technology. And it's like for someone like me, Aquarius fourth, I'm just sitting here with my fucking Saturn Pisces like oh my gosh maybe we can like I just see building like a big spiritual community online in the future I we're on it I'm with Austin Kopic that the revolution of of Uranus and Taurus is the revolution of being in person connected in person and less Mm. online um you know I feel I love that I feel like I mean what I really want for the future is a decentralized internet you know I mean, the, the structure of the internet itself is uh, extremely durable, but these big corporations, the Facebooks, the Amazons, mm-hmm. the Twitters, less so. Mm-hmm. And I would be, I, you know, my fantasy of the internet is actually a, a little bit more primitive, sort of like going back to the days of the web forums and the, mm-hmm. and the smaller, more intimate communities that you really don't spend your life on because you're more connected to your physical in-person community. I yeah. think the revolution of the local, of the in-person, of getting to know your neighbors is super important and super missing in a lot of ways. You know? That's fair. It's funny because I feel like with Uranus and Taurus, it's eventually like, since it's been retrograde and whatnot, it's trining eventually to my uh, my cap stellium, which Venus, uh, I don't know, do you think caps or planet stellium versus house stellium? How many planets versus? I'm a whole sign house user. Okay. As you know. What? Okay, but yeah, yeah, but like if you so... if you have, 
um, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's meaningful to try and draw a line between what's a stellium and what's not. Got it. Um, but yeah. What I think is that if you've got more than two planets being ruled by the two more being ruled by the same planet, then you're gonna then that planet is gonna have a lot of influence on you. Fair planets or angular houses, right? You know. But like, anyway, I don't. I've you know, like I've really been feeling the 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 how hard it has been with with Saturn being fucked until Jupiter came in, and all I've got that Saturn world is like my Mars and my Venus. Well, also my saturn but yeah like, you know i didn't realize not counting the outer planets because but i don't it still made a difference yeah you know what it's less about what sign is it in rather than who's ruling it and what's up with that for sure it's all planets like, like everything is based in planets first because they're the actual living they're the the real tangible things I pay in the sky way more attention to house rulers now and sign rulers than i do to even aspects hmm. you know I care less about what's conjunct what, what's trining what, than what house the ruler of that planet is in. Oh, well, in that same case, Uranus transiting. I was going to say Uranus has been transiting my 12th house in Taurus, which is trined my Capricorn 8th. So it's literally like where my Venus is. So yeah. And so it's like Venus, Taurus right there. It's like I'm ruled. Well, you're, that, well, that, you're, that 12th house is. Venus is a 23, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not trying. It's not going to be trying for a while, but it's been interesting since it's like. I've been meeting a lot of people on, so that conversation, I've been meeting a lot of people online, but then I've also been literally bringing them out into the world. Like I've been meeting them online, but then for instance, Six and I met in person now multiple times and tons of other people, you and me, like literally so many people that I've met online first or saw online first and kind of was existing around first, I'm getting to see in person. And I also feel like it's because it's been in my 11th, but yeah, good times. Good times. We love, we love a... Community building, huh? <laughs> we do. But anyway, speaking of community building, you should follow everybody. Oh, good. <laughs> follow uh, us. Oh, good. We're wrapping up. We're going to wrap up. It's time to go. Thank heck. I no, yeah, it's time to go. take a nap so bad. Yeah, it's a nap. A nap at five. A nap at nighttime. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so anyway, follow Follow Arthur at Lip and Bone and other ones. Where where yeah, else are I we? Am, where else are I you? I am at Lip and Bone on Twitter and Instagram. That is L I P A N D B O N E. Um, do not follow me on Facebook. I already have too many people trying to do that. <laughs> um, if you're interested in booking a reading with me, um, I love working with clients. I think one of my favorite things to do really is magical remediation, where I just look at a person's chart and I'm like, okay, here's the planets that are good. Let's make them better. Here's the planets that are having a hard time. Let's mitigate that. Mm. Um, and uh, you sort of introduce, I like, it's a lot of how I do that is sort of um, uh, showing people how to, uh, <laughs> Um, sort of introducing people to where to get a good quality uh, astrological magic supplies from Sir and Sunday or some of the talisman makers I know. Nice. Um, and as well as just general like natal chart reading, I can do all sorts of stuff. Um, ArthurLipBonowitz.com slash readings. A-R-T-H-U-R-L-I-P-P-B-O-N-E-W-I-T-S dot com slash readings. I have, um, what is the... Insta? No. I, yeah, Insta, I mentioned Insta. I was trying to remember that I have a shortened link for that, but I can't remember the capitalization. So, <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, the link to my to my web to that page is like my pinned post most of the time. There you so, go. There we go. Um, I have my own podcast called Bird's Eye Astrology. Yeah. We are current Bird's Eye Astrology podcast. We are currently on hiatus as me and 
my co-host uh, figure out how we're going to uh, envision the future of it. We, mm. we still need to sit down and do a planning meeting about that. Um, I also will be teaching a class relatively soon, um, which yes. I've been meaning to plug. Uh, it, I'm probably going to have – it's currently scheduled for February. It's probably going to get put off to March. Um, it uh, It is um, Thinking Like an Astrologer. A, it is an introduction to astrology class that is uh, about teaching the barest of basics as a, as a uh, deceptively simple vehicle for mastering the skill that will take you all the way, which is how do you put the pieces together? Right. It is going to be very much focused on participation. I'm going to want people who speak up, who ask questions, who talk to the other people in the room. It is going to be a very like lively chat. Community. <laughs> exactly. Community. You know, so like it's going to be uh, three to four hours uh, across uh, four sessions. So three, four, three to four hour sessions and sort of playing it by ear. Like we just as an example of how I'm doing this week, one is going to be Cancer, Leo, Virgo, first house, second house, third house, sun, moon, Mercury. Wow. And that I'm, I'm going to spend like the first hour on that and then the or so. And then the <laughs> rest of it is just, OK, how do you put these pieces together? Wow. That sounds like. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I, I felt like it's really important to do it in this way because nobody else is really doing it in that way. Yeah. Everybody else like gives you all the signs. It gives you all the planets. It gives you all the houses and gives them all at one chunk. Right. And then you have to sort of, and, and I'm more like, okay, start from the part of how do you put these pieces together? Yeah. And work backwards almost. Because that's the difference between an astrologer and somebody who knows some astrology is that an astrologer can look at a chart and see something they've never seen before. And instead of reciting a cookbook definition, they've memorized, put the pieces together mm -hmm. independently on their own. Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Arthur, lip and bone, me, Shannon, astrology chef and six, six. Hi, this is doing? six. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at black women cry. And if you're curious about what's going on for you this month, if you look on at Black Woman Cry or at Clone A Willy Kit on Instagram, you can read my monthly horoscopes. I'm going to get your life together. You mean your monthly horoscopes? Yes, <laughs> that. It's so hey. funny because I don't really use profanity like verbally. Like I'll use profanity online, but even then, not really. So saying horoscopes, even though it's not a dirty word, I, it's just not a word that rolls off my tongue. I know. That's why I had to say it. I had to throw it out there because it's really because I think it's clever. It's Hose so scope. clever. It was all Clona Willie's idea and I love Hell it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That random conversation on Twitter about how people are like, oh, most of your readers are sex or you most of your and readers are sex workers and it shows. It. So fucking what? OK. That's anyway, why, support sex. That's why they're better at it than you are. Literally. Come on. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, you get it. But. Anyway, follow oh and us, uh, Astrology Sucks Pod at Insta on Insta and, and Twitter. On Twitter. Six is I have to say, Six, you you you're one of my favorite one of my favorite handles. <gasps> like when I first met you and you said your handle was Black Women Cry, I'm like, that's amazing. I love that <laughs> handle. Thank you so much. I feel like people see it and like people like it's so my partner is so interesting. Just argued with me on my handle. And like I understand where he's coming from because I've met people in Florida who like I've had white women in Florida tell me that my handle is exclusionary. And I'm like, damn, that must suck to be excluded. <laughs> wow. I wonder how that wow, feels. So horrible <laughs> to feel excluded. <laughs> 
But anyway, Arthur, thanks for coming. Thanks for checking out to Brooklyn, hanging thanks out with my, letting me. my cats climb on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah they finally, for letting me be final. Thanks for finally letting me be as chaotic on a podcast as I am on Twitter. Yes. No. See, this is what we want our podcast to be. We want people to be themselves. I feel like we got like. I think about it with our past guests. Like, I feel like we got Mecca, like, really chilling. Like, we got her talking about, like, penis sizes on our podcast. Like, it was so fucking funny. Oh, what did Everybody you, did go you, listen. Oh, what, no, so Size you, queens is what she was talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, no. I mean, the, the, what you you know how to tell if someone's got a big dick based on their chart. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah, uh, no. Jupiter. It, oh, well, we were talking about what? What, well, way, no, what are your the, ways? It's the strength of the Mars. So uh, any oh. hard aspect between Mars and Pluto if you have a whole bunch of stuff in Aries and or Scorpio, basically anything you just use to assess a very strong, like a big Mars. Mars, Mars the conjunct way you, sun and a, I'm trying to think of all of the, the like really yeah. big ones. Well, I've like, you look at Pete, like Pete Davison, for example, <laughs> everything in his chart is in Scorpio. And then his Mars <laughs> is right on the North node. Oh, that's, that is literally why but you, he created, or like we, that big dick energy came from him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you can also wow. tell just by looking at someone based on if they have a really big chin. Oh, my God. You know, especially wow. with a little dimple. Ah. Um, okay, ladies. Uh, if you're no, Ladies and gays and ladies, if you're out there looking for those big dicks, if, big chins with dimples. <laughs> if only having a big dick had anything to do with being good in bed. Yeah, I know, right? Gosh. It's only if you can know how to use it, right, guys? No, it's if you know how to use your fingers and your tongue. Hey! Oh, my God. Wow, I can't wait. We need to do... Uh, I just want to bring everybody in the world on and just talk about sex for, like, ever. This Actually, no. If you, you know how to communicate with your partner mm. about what's working and what's not. If you know uh, how to have a we conversation. We need to bring Arthur on for just a sex conversation. Oh, we will. We're doing that next. We're, okay. We're, we're picking... We're, 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 next we're, time we're going to elect the next time, unless you want to be on... I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find another other Aries for the Aries roast and then uh we'll yeah don't roast it. me I'm sensitive I know it's gonna be mood. interesting to find an Aries to come on I guess we'll find a good we'll have to find an Aries that's ready to roast anyway reach out to blue from Mystic Witch oh noted all right anyway we're gonna get out of here we're gonna let Arthur go we're gonna let six nap and I'm gonna I don't know I'm gonna do whatever I want <laughs> woo free night all right anyway thanks for listening love you all bye thank you Bye, moi. Ah.